You're out of a job, man. I know. No hey, y'all. Good it. evening. <laughs> Welcome to Politic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox on the water, boy. It's good to be with you. I just curbed you, didn't I? <laughs> and it's good to have some fighters from my old alma mater. Yeah. University of Idaho. Go Vandals. Go Vandals coming in. Okay. You know, it's a lot easier to get involved in a lawsuit on University of Idaho campus these days. On university campus in general these days. Yeah. So you got to stick around for the second segment to catch that interview with ADF and our friend Ryan Alexander. This year, our national conference is in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. The theme of this year's conference conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, Ooh. and the serrated edge. Swing! That is almost... <laughs> I got you. Satan man. is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government that has rejected God. We have especially been lied to these last two years, and the COVID panic has been one of the central mechanisms that our government has used to lie to us man. and grab more power. Reach, reach because Christians have not been reading their Bibles, we are susceptible to lies and weaken our ability to fight those lies. God has given us his word to fight Satan and his lies, and we need to recover all of God's word, its serrated edge mm. and all. Mm. <laughs> Boom. Mark your calendars for October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with fellowship, beer and psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, George Gilder, Ben Merkel, Doug Wilson, yeah. who else? Jo mm. Jared Longshore. Oh, yep. yeah. I'm, I'm going to give us talk. Knox is going to be leaving I'm going to do a some. Uh, you can hang with our awesome vendors. Meet some new friends, probably from your own state or city That's what's that you funny didn't about know are with you, but you didn't know. Yeah. And more early bird tickets are still available because we love you yeah. to the end of June. <laughs> Uh, right. But they'll be gone before you know it. So sign up now at flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. Today's D-Day, and this is the day that all my French friends thank America. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and us you too, know, Gabe. Uh, we, you know, uh, we, we're all thankful. Because, uh, you know, Normandy happened uh, in 1944. Yeah. And I don't think we have the kind of men no. like this.
nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Wow. And, and don't forget the words uh, that Ronald Reagan said about D-Day. Why? Why did you do it? Well, what impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right, faith that they fought for all humanity, faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. Wow. And, I mean, Ronald Reagan there is talking about virtue. And I don't think we realize the kind of D-Day that we are, that we are currently experiencing here in the United States with, I mean, everything to the current drag shows that are going on for children in Dallas, Texas. Right. Whoa, this is a family show. Cut that off. That's a, that was quick. That's incredible. Although I am glad because I've kind of seen that clip all wow. over the place. Wow. And the, uh, if you didn't, the, the clip was short. We did that on purpose. But there's a bunch of kids in that audience. Well, the part, the whole event was called, you can go back to the, the, the actual headline for the show. It was actually called Drag Your Kid to Pride Day. Drag that, so that's the what, kids yeah, to pride. That was yeah. what parents mm-hmm. were doing, were dragging were lining up their kids. Yeah, this was at Mr. Mr. Guys, Club guys, I'm kinda getting in whip, Dallas. I'm kind of getting whiplash here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I was just looking at courage yeah. and virtue yeah. and godliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you just threw this at me. Uh, I was having yeah. a good day. Well, the, you know, here's a couple things. I want to go back just to talk about the soldiers for a minute, the guys who went to D-Day. One of the things that I've, I'm learning the more and more I study history was that it, they, didn't cur- they didn't conjure up their courage just in that moment. No. The, the courage that it came. No, you don't do that. That's right. The courage you that came. You don't conjure up any virtue in or just courage in a in moment. moment. That yeah. doesn't happen. No. Yeah. It's something that has to be a part of a lifestyle yeah. so that when that moment happens, you know what to do. That's right. And so it's D-Day in their hearts had to happen way before yeah. Yeah. the decision to be the kind right. of man that they That's were right then yeah. had to happen way before. Yeah. They were learning courage. They were learning duty. They were learning love loyalty. and loyalty yeah. Yeah. and faith in a just God yeah. who would have mercy on Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Uh, all their life, which is what Reagan was pointing to. You, this yeah. is why you did it. This is right. the, and so now and so. Right now, there's two kind of diff, there's two different areas where we're seeing. Okay, we need to step up, but we have kind of this problem on one side where we have the drag story time where you're dragging your kids in, but then we have this kind of false sense of masculinity this response that's responding yeah. to it. Yeah. And so some men decided to show up okay. at the event. Okay, and everybody's praising this because. They're saying, hey, masculine man still exists. This is YouTuber John Doyle. I only have one question. Why do you want to put an axe wound in between your son's legs? We got kids here. We'll pray for you. Man, 
wonder if the mama bear instinct is going to come out in three years when the mainstream Democrat party platform is they want to rape your kids. And they're all going to think it's one big, smug little joke, these people, by the way. Understand that there is a bigger difference between 10 years ago and now than there would be between now and in five years when they're openly advocating for pedophilia like they've already started doing. You people are the symptom of a dying society, and you know it. You're scaring children! Shut the up! Shut the up! Wow. Okay, that's so. Um, that just a little context for those who are listening and not just being able to see all the visual. This is uh, there's a line outside waiting to get into um, drag Mr. Your, Mr. Club, drag, drag your kids, drag your kids pride, pride event, and then they're confronted by some sort of conservative um, John Doyle uh, and five uh, or six guys, five or six guys behind them and everything. The megaphone. Uh, you know that's not that's that's not going to win. Yeah, no. You, you you can't fight a culture war without a culture, mm-hmm. and part of the reason that we have a culture is because Jesus Christ died, mm-hmm. and the new culture that is taking over the world is a resurrected, redeemed culture, right? right. And so, if we're going to go out and we're going to be conservatives and we're going to talk to people who we know are lost, mm-hmm. who we know are broken, and who we know have mm-hmm. problems, right? Dysphoria problems, real problems. Yeah. The first thing we want to do is make sure that we don't wear things that are probably going to have the wrong type of conversation and i'm talking about the mega hat now i don't have a problem with you wearing a mega hat but what's your objective and what's your goal my goal is not to put a stumbling block in front of you because i'm about to put a big one in front of you so i want the right stumbling block to be the one in front of you which is the gospel of jesus christ that i'm about to proclaim to you let the stumbling block be jesus yes not trump Trump. that's exactly because even if you win them to trump you haven't won them to anything you can't fight with that culture the only culture you're going to fight with is the one that can actually put send you back on bone that's right. You know, can these dead bones live? Well, Lord, yeah. you know. Yeah. How do we make dead bones live? Well, and this is the kind of response that conservatives do when they have no foundation, when they're not grounded in Jesus. Because yeah. they're, they're just kind of screeching. It's just a, the right side yeah. of screeching versus the left side of screeching. And and they, this is all they know how to respond by. And I, Go well, ahead, Well, somewhat, I mean, I mean, in some ways, I mean, I guess... I'll come back around the other side. I agree with what you're saying. There's a but coming. I don't think there's not a way in here. But part of me does think that we need to make sure that, like, Jesus picked Peter. And I I sort of think if if Peter was living right now, he might have been with those guys. (laughs) Yes, and Jesus would have had to put an ear back on. And Jesus... Would have, pulled, would have had to put, put an ear back put, on. Put ear back on. And Jesus would have come, yeah. pull him aside and say, no, yeah. you don't know what spirit you're of. Yeah. Right. That's right. But Jesus loves young men yeah. who love the truth. Yes. Yeah. Loves courage. Loves backbone. But would say, no, no, no. Because remember, the disciples are like, can we call fire down on this city of Samaritans? Yeah. Yes. Because they read about Elijah. Yeah. And he called and fire. And Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, I mean, like, they, <laughs> yeah. they read their Bibles and they're like, sometimes God pours fire on people. Can we do it? Yes. And Jesus right. says, you don't know what spirit you're of. And so I want to, that's what I want to say here is at the same time, I don't want to squash um, the instinct. We yeah. need to stand up yeah. to this. Yeah. But what they need to do is they need to lead with Christ. They need to lead that's with right. the gospel. And then they need to get married, have yeah. kids, that's right. and go baptize them. That's, that's right. Um, because yeah. you you have to have a culture to fight with. And then yeah. and then what you're, what you're setting up side there is not sort of angsty 20-something Teenage angst, angst <laughs> yeah. with, with, you know, debauched, um, whatever, That's perverse right. angst, yeah. which is all, like, it, you're just having a, you know. Well, and part of what struck me about that that response, that video, is like, where are the pastors? Right. Like, this is a serious thing happening in your mm. city. Right. 
Right. Is and, Dallas what right. Dallas pastors preaching against? Right. Transgender and grooming your kids. And kind that's of, why part of it is like I don't think they're doing it right. But yeah. at the same time, where are the pastors? Yeah. And if they're not going to be there, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. If Christians don't lead with the gospel, don't lead mm-hmm. with Christian culture, yeah. then you will get more of this kind of stuff, more proud boy stuff or whatever this is. Yeah. But, but we need, and, 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 and I'm amen at everything you're saying. I just want to add this to it. We need to understand how much an offense the gospel is in and of itself. Right. It really is. Yeah. Oh, sure. it's, it's saying the way that you think you understand and see the world, mm-hmm. it is not that way at all. Right. And not only that, you know that it's not right. that way, but you're in right. rejection to the God of the Bible who has made it that way. Right. And so you need to repent and come under submission of that God. Right. It is a massive offense offense to right. people and so that's the one that we want to take and say but that's also the only way that transforms people's hearts that's right. and so i don't want to just argue conservative principles that's not enough yep, that doesn't right. do anything at the end of the day right. we need to argue the foundation right. for those principles and and you can be saved you don't have right. to be like right. this yeah. right. God right. transforms people into the likeness of his son right. and he can do the same I mean, for think you think about what they're doing i mean what they said was I, I don't think winsome at all and helpful, really. But they told they were telling a really stark truth. Like these these people are doing a horrific, wicked thing. Yes, they are grooming their children for rape. to be abused. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're talking. I mean, he he was talking about. I think he was talking about transgender surgery, mm-hmm. getting getting their okay. their genitalia chopped off. Okay, I, I, an axe between your legs. Yeah, is what he I said. Think that's yep. what he's okay. talking about. Is you're 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 you're, yep. you're grooming your kids to be uh, mutilated. Yeah, which yeah. is horrific. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's 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 the what in the natural consequences of an abortion culture. You mm-hmm. chop up little babies in your mother's That's womb, right. and then once you have them out, if you don't chop them up there, you can at least chop, chop them pieces up, up of them and make yeah. them into whatever you want. Um, that's that's what happens, and I, I, and I agree with you. And so I'm grateful in one sense for these men's boldness. But don't forget, it's not boldness for boldness sake. Mm. Truth comes from a person, Jesus right. Christ. So right. it's being bold in His truth, right. and that and that's the way that you win. And so grateful for them, yep. absolutely. No, but somebody needs to take them aside. aside. Somebody needs to take them aside. Say, it's not how we do it. That's right. You know? I'm really grateful though for our, our guest. Yeah, coming yeah, up, yeah. I think Ryan he's, Alexander, he's, right? He's hitting where we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wait till you find out what's going on at University of Idaho. <laughs> it's crazy, and it might be coming to a university near you. It already is. It already <laughs> More cross politics yeah. coming up next. Like, like Moscow had enough going on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday. (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. I want to hear some slap on that bass. Got all this new music. I don't know what to do with it. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. It's fun to do some local news. 
That, yeah, this, this is going to be local, but it has national local news with ramifications. With national yeah. ramifications. Yeah. Get wisdom. Solomon, the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 5. Solomon's exhortation is the backbone of New St. Andrews College's called conference. Yes. It's a week-long worldview camp for young Christian men and women from July 18th to the 23rd here in Moscow, Idaho. Join called attendees, ages 15 to 18, as they spend a week learning how to live out their faith by training in Bible studies under astute pastors and engaging in worldview-shaping workshops and games, because you definitely need those in order to fight. It's part of worldview. Yeah, that's right. Part of worldview. All while cultivating Christian friendships with students who are also committed to being salt and light in this world. Visit nsa.edu slash called dash conference. nsa.edu slash called dash conference. I, I was, Ben Merkel, I worked with Ben on starting yeah. called conference. Yeah. And, and the website I had was calledconference.ninja. I'm like, Woo! I know. Yeah. And they yeah, would do I that. Like that one better. Yeah, yeah. it's called conference.ninja. Yeah, that was I, good. I like that. Oh. But that's not what it is. They changed there, it. There you go, Ben. Hey, with us <laughs> in the studio right now, we're grateful to have Mr. Ryan Alexander. He's a student mm-hmm. at the University of Idaho College of Law. Go Vandals. And an officer for the law school's Christian Legal Society. Ryan, thanks for being on Cross Politic. All right, thank you for having me. Too. And with us as well, we have Mr. Michael Ross, who's his legal counsel, actually, at Alliance for Defending Freedom. Mm. Uh, you can find out more at adflegal.org. Michael, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad you can be here just to make sure that we don't make Ryan say things he's not allowed to say. Badgering a witness, Your Honor. Yeah. Badgering a witness. Is that even a thing? So I'm hoping that at least one time during this uh, interview you say, Objection, Your Honor, or something like, something like that. Objection, cross politics. I'll be the judge. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, um, tell us. So, you're in a legal battle against the University of Idaho. Um, and we need you to explain what happened. We were trying to talk through it earlier, and Knox kept been looking at us saying, what did they what? do? Okay. What did they and, do? So, and I, I went to U of, I, U of I. I graduated in 2005. I tried to get in a legal battle. How did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, rather inadvertently, I might say. Yeah. So I'll try and I'll try and keep this as brief as possible. Yes. Um, what happened was there was a public community gathering because there was a slur written on a whiteboard in Boise. And so this was this public gathering. And what the was the slur? I don't know what the slur was. Okay. (laughs) Incredible. Okay. But so there's a gathering. Right. And so the Christian Legal Society has showed up to show that we condemn that showing, expressing that kind of hate. Okay. Like we want to show people, we want to show love to people. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And what happened was one of the other students there who's not a member of the Christian Legal Society uh, came up and approached us at an app and started asking questions of a couple of my, my friends like, mm-hmm. okay, why is it that you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman? Because it's in our bylaws. In order to be an officer, you have to profess mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. we believe it is part of the Christian faith right. to express a biblical sexuality like that. Mm-hmm. That's just what we believe. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. And so she asked questions of my friends, and then she said, and my friend, my co-plaintiff Mark Miller responded, well, that's because that's where it, sa- it says so in the Bible. That's why we believe that sexuality is this way. Yeah. Right. And... And I th- then from this is all secondhand because I wasn't there as I'll explain in a moment. And then she she asked and res- or said in response, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. And my friend Mark Miller is very knowledgeable in Scripture, and so he explained where it says that in the hmm. Bible. And consequent afterwards, uh, she sought a restraining order 
against my uh, Mr. Mark Miller and uh-huh. against my friend, Mr. Peter Perlot, who's the lead head plaintiff for this case. However, I wasn't there. I was out sick. In fact, I almost consider it providential that I was not okay. there. That God like knocked me out for a few days mm-hmm. because I came in on Monday and there was a public panel where people could talk about their going on goings on at the law school with the accreditation team there. Okay. And I talked and so that same lady who had come up and asked questions said that oh like the Christian legal society is like spreading its hate and things like that. Something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I stood up and made my comment, which was in, in regards to two things. And the first was that look, you you initiated that conversation the other day. That wasn't, you wanted to go down that route. Yep. Uh, and I said it in a passive voice. I didn't point at it, didn't point at her in any way. Someone said the conversation on Friday was solic- a solicited conversation. I didn't talk about that. It was her who said it. Uh-huh. And then the next thing is I talked about how the, the biggest act of discrimination, as I thought, was the previous fall when the Christian Legal Society's official status recognition, mm-hmm. this is a whole nother story, was punted by the Student Bar Association because of our beliefs on marriage and sexuality. Mm -hmm. So this is in the backdrop of this whole shebang. And next thing I know, on Thursday, myself, Mr. Miller, and Mr. Perlot all received restraining orders from the Office of Civil Rights and Investigations at the university. Because you're a bigot. (laughs) That is what what my media training training team would call a loaded question. (laughs) How's he doing so far, Michael? How's he doing? (laughs) He's doing great. (laughs) <laughs> so then, so then, the restraining order happens, and then what is the now? Why do we have to have a legal team in here now? What's the what's that process? So there's, there's a few issues with that. First, the mm-hmm. only way to appeal it was by going to the same person who issued it, and it's basically an <laughs> and, good and, luck. And it's allegedly a non-punitive order. There, there's some there's some technical stuff in there that I probably shouldn't get to in this time okay. out of time, but. The university says, "Oh, it's not. It's not punitive. We're just we're just doing this to kind of like cool things down." But what it has the effect of is chilling my speech and not yeah. knowing like what I can say. Uh, it, it means I can't say hello to this person. I can't yeah. ask how are you. Mm-hmm. I had never had a negative interaction with her before that I thought mm-hmm. was anything. That I thought right. was negative. All was just how how could she um, uh, apply for a standing order against you when she confronted y'all? Well, that's an excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> Michael? <laughs> Look, it, it's simple. The university is telling Ryan and students like him that his religious beliefs aren't welcome on campus. Uh, they're just punishing him for his speech and for his religious views, plain and simple. They don't have authority to do this. Um, and they're treating them just like they would a stalker or someone um, you know, who commits sexual assault uh, under right. the policy. Wow. So, so the outcome of this is that my guy Ryan over here is going to have a free education. Is that what's about to happen? <laughs> well, it might, be more, it, it might be more than that. We'll see. Um, but uh, what the outcome that I want is I want our rights vindicated. I want to make sure that all uh, religious students on the University of Idaho campus don't have to mark their speech for fear of getting restraining or- orders issued against them. Uh, I want I want to be able to not be afraid to talk about really important cases that I'm going to have to talk about next yeah. semester, like uh-huh. well, the Roe v. Wade, right, which, yeah. which God willing is about to be overthrown. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. And all sorts of things that I just don't know. Like, what is the line? So It, it gives arbitrary power to people to... Uh, right. right. To and and it seems like if, if a student has a problem with a student, 
doesn't it kind of like go before the dean of students and the dean of students kind of calls both sides and kind of says, hey, you said this, you, said, you know, try to figure out what happened. But it seems like in this case, the student just went and complained and got a restraining order against you guys. And you guys just like, you know, the next day, surprise, you got a restraining order in your inbox. You can't even defend yourself. There's no, there's no opportunity to even give your side of the story here. And you got a restraining order? There's no due process, and that's another reason. That's yeah. part of our complaint. Right. We've denied due process here. This is we've lost something, and there was not process done for it. There was no investigations right. found. This is part of the university's argument. They have not conducted any investigation. You, you should have filed a restraining order against her. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Michael. Oh <laughs> so yeah, gotcha. Maybe. It's a good thing Gabe is not your legal counsel. Yeah. No, let's no. just point that out. <laughs> Michael, what does this process look like? Is there going to is it going to be like it's a civil matter? Is it going to be held some sort of special court inside of the school? What what does this look like? Sure. So we filed suit in federal district court because they violated our client's First Amendment rights. And you know we haven't even gotten to this, but they also issued a restraining order against the professor. Uh, they call them no contact orders, but they did that about a month later. Um, but look, they're violating First Amendment law. They're, they're punishing them for their speech, plain and simple. These universities are shutting down the exact type of dialogue that they're supposed to be promoting. Yep. Um, the civil discourse between students. And just because someone gets offended doesn't give them a right to silence our clients. If you guys lose this suit, what does it look like now on campuses? That's a great question. So, you know, the, the attorney in me wants to say, well, look, this is just one district court in Idaho, um, but it's an important issue. Uh, you have universities that are increasingly beholden to these leftists, uh, these vocal leftists uh, trying to shut Christians out of every area uh, on campus. And so it's so important. It is vital to protect uh, our right to speak up, our right to express ourselves. I mean, look at the case here. They were answering a direct question about their religious beliefs, and they were issued no contact orders. Uh, I mean, it, mm. it is so absurd. And, yeah. you know, I could go on and on, but uh, at a law school where you're supposed to be teaching students who are going to defend the Constitution, that the First Amendment doesn't matter. Is the, is the professor going to jump on suit with you guys, too? He is already a client of ours. Oh, okay. He's yeah. under our lawsuit. That's this, right. This yeah. is a messed up situation. So you so, got students inside of a what is, how do you go to school? And, and what is the how did the <laughs> exactly <laughs> you go to New St. Andrews? What you do? <laughs> how did the professor even get rolled into this? I don't understand the, the how is he part of the suit? Is well, he a bigot too? He, he's a believing Christian. He's our advisor at the Christian Legal Society, uh, oh. and I think that part of the what is being alleged is that somehow he organized. So, well, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say anything more on that, I guess. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't Michael, know how's he been roped into this? <laughs> yeah, we, we, he, he was the faculty advisor. He was there at the, you know, the moment of community, and he was the one that led the prayer. And, you know, a lot of students took offense at that, obviously, because he's endorsing a traditional Christian view of marriage. Wow. And, you know, he, he's a very upstanding guy, Dr. Richard Siemens, and has handled this situation uh, with so much poise. And it's just such a contrast between that and the people who are attacking them. Wow. I think it's one thing to say, okay, we have a problem with students, and I'm willing to say that we do. But yeah. the fact that the university is acting like this is really where the problem. They're is. just caving right because into you're gonna it. have yeah. you're gonna have students have problems in all kinds of situations, and the fact that they don't know how to deal with this means that they themselves have not rooted in right. the Constitution or in some sort of 
objective standard of how to handle a problem. Right. I yeah. mean, that's just, oh my goodness. Okay, what's the website that people can go to or how can they follow this case? Is there any place that people can go to to watch yeah. what's taking place? Yeah, you can go to our media page, uh, adflegal.org, and you follow the hyperlinks. You can also follow uh, ADF uh, on social media or Alliance Defending Freedom, all one word on all the usual platforms. Mm. All right. And and if I want to follow you directly, Michael, how would I do that? <laughs> I don't have a Twitter account set up. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, sorry. He's, he's a safe hey, uh, lawyer. Hey, do it safe, bro. <laughs> Did you guys have like, you know, 10 more minutes? I love to chat a little bit more about this. Yeah. Is that, is that fine? No. Do you guys have that kind of time? Absolutely. So if it's you're, fine. if you're a fight, laugh, feast club member, you get to mm-hmm. enjoy the backstage, which is now, a, a it's on a second week of creation. Whoa. So we'll see you guys backstage to talk a little bit more about this case. Be praying for this case. This thing has implications. Yeah. Out of this world, mm-hmm. and it's one of the things you know. If it doesn't, it doesn't stop here. It takes one. It sets a precedent, yep, and right, it's going right. to reach and mm-hmm. go everywhere else too. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan and, and Michael. We'll talk backstage. You guys stay right there. So, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids? And if you have kids, go baptize. That's them. right. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh. And feast. This is Cross Politic. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. (laughs) So where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.